And welcome back to the library, man. This is the show where, you know what I mean? I talk about the books that I read. I review the books that I read and the books that I listen to on Audible also. But this book is Carmelo Anthony's book. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a six, seven-time All-Star in the NBA, one of the top 10 best scorers of all time in the NBA, played college ball at Syracuse, you know, his high school upbringing at Oak Hill, the guy from New York, Baltimore, he'll baller, man. So the book, the description of the book is just like, it ain't talking about his NBA career. It's talking about the struggles coming up, how he came up. And uh, it's just talking about his upbringing, his childhood, from moving from New York to Baltimore, facing adversity, overcoming trauma and life circumstances. It's talking about mental health and having valuable people in your corner that's looking out for your best interest. You know what I mean? It's a dope book. And uh, I'm going to just play the little video of him on Million Dollars Worth of Game talking about why he created this book. Let's do it. We'll bring the book about. It was time. It was time, man. And I, 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 always, want, I, I always wanted to tell my story, but I didn't know how to tell a story. I didn't know who was, who was ready to hear that story. Um, we need it. You know what I'm saying? We need more of these stories right. from people like us. People like me who who know I can touch a lot of people out there, a lot of a lot of younger generation, mm-hmm. and I'll still say I'm I'm glad that I'm still connected a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying to a couple generations, to a generation that's older than us mm-hmm. and the generation that's that's younger than us mm-hmm. and the younger younger generation. Well, you connected. You know what I'm saying? So and but I I I built that off of this story right. and my basics in life and my morals and, and what I stand on. You know what I'm saying? And right. the way that I operate. That's what this story is about. But this is about, you know, survival. Right. Like what it's like to survive those that concrete is different. It's concrete, totally different. but that but that concrete shape you into a person that make it go through anything, man. Man, I say you know, I used to I say like Absolutely. I I could I can make it through, man. I mm-hmm. But it, see when you when you're going through it, you don't think that. No. When I was 13, 14, it's like, man, what fuck this? Like what is life? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, right. I ain't making it out of here. There's no way I can make it out of here. I ain't right. got a shot. I'm going to die. Man, my, he just got killed yesterday. Right. He just got hit by a car. He just got hit by the police riding on a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. My man who was just with me yesterday got 30 years. Mm-hmm. He doing juvie life. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So right. it was like, man, ain't no hope. I don't got no hope right. in this. And right. basketball was the last thing that I've, I ever thought about. And to beat all that, it's like, you know, and, 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 and I'm glad it's out here because you have a platform. You're big, you know, because, you know, once you get into sports, there's a whole different people looking at us. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people really don't know our story at the bottom. Mm-hmm. The story of a bottom of America is an extraordinary story. And it's, I'm talking about it's a horrifying story. It's a horror movie. And just to see you sitting here on this Baltimore block to let them, because this book is going to educate. It ain't just for us. It's for people that's outside of us and outside of our culture. Yeah, it's you, I, I say, like, not to cut you off, I say, this is a universal message. Yes. It's not just for boys. It's not just yeah. for girls. It's not just for people in the hood. Everybody is going through some shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to figure out how to survive their own situation in their yep. own environment. This is what help you. Yep. This is a this is a blueprint to how to make it, how to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you the stories. I gotta mm-hmm. get you the stories first. Right. Yes. And then you could get the, you know, you get the flowers right. after that. Yeah, but be- what a lot of people don't understand is that. Niggas in the hood and niggas that struggling financially ain't the only motherfuckers that got problems. Oh, no, they not. Nah, you know, nah. you 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 think that way when you no, when you at the bottom. When you at the bottom and you can't, you know, you ain't never been nowhere. You ain't never traveled nowhere. You don't know people that really got money. You feel like 
just having money is everything. And then you get around niggas. It was a couple of parts of this book that really intrigued me. And what was intriguing that Carmelo Anthony, he spoke highly of his father, but he never met him. He grew up without a father and uh, achieving the amount of success that he's achieved to not have a father like. When you see most families in the hood, they just be the mother and, and the kids. You never see the fathers around or it'd be some dude creeping in trying to get some from the from the mom or whatever. You never see a household in the hood. I, I didn't anyway growing up in the hood that I grew up in. But uh it was a, a a page, a chapter that he was talking about his mother, and he thought his mother was a nurse. She worked at the hospital because they never was poor. And he he went to the hospital to surprise her one day. And she was housekeeping and he was going off. He was about to go to college and everything. He said that motivate him so bad that when he went on the court, he had to go to work. He had to go to work. He had to put in work because he didn't want to see his mother like that. And then also being in a, uh, going to a Catholic school and having different religious views than the people that was teaching at the school and how he was treated. That was a good part of the book also. Because everybody view ain't the same, so you shouldn't have to look at another individual different because they view something different from you. But here's an excerpt from the book of Carmelo speaking. He did his own audio version. He didn't have nobody else read it or whatever. He read his own book in the audio version. We all had to figure it out on our own. One of the main things allowed me to cope was that I understood that everybody else in my neighborhood was going through the same things. We were guaranteed pain. Their brothers were being killed. Their parents were overdosing, and they were living in darkness, too. We lived in darkness as a community. I would never take joy in anybody else's pain, but the fact that we all went through that pain at the same time, dealing with the same kind of madness, let me know that I wasn't completely alone. I was determined not to let anybody find out about my depression, so I just took all of that pain and hid it. My brothers told me to never cry, luck never whine, and would then play that. These were the rules of my world. I understood them and followed them religiously. Vulnerability was a big no-no in my community, and everybody was always okay with this. I mean, they might walk up to you saying things like, I know what you're going through, I lost my brother, or they killed my best friend, my uncle died of drugs. Even as they attempted to hug you, it was hard to get past that uncomfortable feeling of why this person being so nice to me. What do they really want? The type of trauma we had trained us to think that everybody around us, for the most part, only wanted to take and never truly want to help. You know, it's crazy. Like me thinking about uh, this era that we're living in now and people use all the words like anxiety, trauma, uh, stress, mental health. I can relate to Carmelo growing up back then. You was considered like weak or lame if you was dealing with something. Nowadays we make, I don't even want to call them excuses because people think that I'm talking bad about people that's dealing with something when I'm not. But in the era I grew up in, that was an excuse. Or you was lame or you were slow. They would say something bad about you. Just deal with it and continue to move forward. And and that's what made people tougher that lived that previous lifestyle than the people that's going and growing up today. Like you always have an excuse for why you're going through something or why you're dealing with something. It's trauma. I'm stressed. I'm this. I'm that. I, I got anxiety. I got this. I got that. But it is what it is, man. And Salute. I write the book a 3.5 out of 5 because it was stale a little bit in some areas, but it's a dope book and I would suggest you purchase it. But you already know the lingo. 
Peace, love, plenty of abundance, and go get you some money. I'm out. Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app.